You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at REMAX Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at REMAX Advantage Plus. Hello. That's cool you guys are wearing masks today for Halloween. That's nice. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I was told I, I was told I have to mute myself when not speaking, so I'm gonna be very quiet today because <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah. I like Andy, talk, Chris. Andy, what is the best uh, realtor costume for Halloween? Oh god. I don't I don't know how to set myself up for this. I'm not sure. You gotta have a photo of him, don't you, somewhere? I mean, there's always something of him on that internet. Uh, what, what's been your favorite costume, Andy, that you've done? The most compliments um, you've gotten? I liked when I went as Carl Spackler, or I liked it as you know from Caddyshack. When I, I that was when I, I had the most fun because I had a ball washer. Um, a buddy of mine owns a golf course, and he literally gave me the ball, and I and I sat there wearing the Caddyshack hat. And I'd, I'd sit there and I'd pump the thing going, oh, that's right, Mrs. Johnson, hit the ball. You know, and that was funny. Um, then I did the one where I was Cousin Eddie um, pumping pumping the old tanks out of the old RV. Um, that that took a lot to find uh, a white robe that fit funny, you know. I'm assuming you're, you've got a loaded gun here. <laughs> I'm thinking that same thing. Um but what about like uh, real estate costumes? I mean, like something that would say, oh, he's a real estate agent, but making fun of it. Know what I mean? Not just some, you know. I don't know. I'm not sure really. Um, I've seen, I, I just saw a couple of these memes going around where they had the, it said the top award winner contest. And it says a copy of a magazine where you pay for your own uh, yeah. to be on the cover. I thought that was pretty funny. Well, wait, time on. I think, um. Hey, you, I sent that into you guys. The one, yeah, uh, yeah, right here. Yes, yes. Top producer <laughs> magazine that you paid to be in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Love it. How true. <laughs> Boy, you're unbelievable agents. They're doing stories about you. Oh, that's right. You paid for it. Weird. What? Uh, what have you been up to, Chris? You know, I've been working. It's been. It's been crazy, but I am going to Iowa State on Saturday morning and tailgating. Jeez. Yep, well, that's exciting. Yeah, a buddy of mine has been doing it. Uh, they go down there, um, their kids go to school there, so they go down there and cook breakfast for all these kids and get like 60 yeah. 70 people. And then yeah. uh, they sit, they have big TVs and everything outside the stadium, obviously, indulge in a few beverages, and then they they rest a little and head back home. So, I think have I, you seen I'm gonna try that? Have you seen their uh, they're switching? Um, you said Iowa State, right? Yeah. They they have a new. If you're before you go, look at their new concept village they have coming for that area. They're building a whole town around that concept of tailgating, and oh, really? it looks spectacular. Cool. I mean, it'll it'll rival if they do it. It'll rival a lot of these NFL villages outside the stadiums. I think I found something for you and I to do, Andy. More than just. What? Meet every Thursday at 8 a.m. It used to be every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Guess what it is? I don't know. A lot of questions this morning. We're going to 
we're going to go bartend. Last night, okay. I, I went to uh, Kazuko. Kazuko, it's in, it's kind of yeah. off Excelsior and um, Eden Prairie Road in yeah. uh, kind of, it's kind of in that Eden Prairie, Minnetonka area. And uh, yeah. Lee and Julie Burnick, who work at your yeah. office, I know them very well, they um, are helping their friends out. They just decided they would be like bartending. And they've never done it before, but they just wanted to kind of go out and have some fun. So from four to nine on Wednesdays, they do it. So I, I said, I'm going to go, I'm going to go see them. I walk in, you can't, yeah. you can't get in. I mean, they've got like a cult following. And if you go oh, there wow. three Wednesdays in a row, you get a drink named after you. They've got all these fun things, but they, they have a great time. They don't even take money for it. You know, they get tips and stuff, but they don't even take money. So that was pretty fun. Wow. Real fun. Good yeah, you used, to, you used to have those get-togethers at your office and had a bunch yeah. of shenanigans going on. Yeah. yeah, this this one seems this is kind of fun. So I think we could do that. I think we'd be pretty good at that. We uh, got to do what was that? What was that movie with Tom Cruise where they cocktail or whatever? Cocktail. Where they learn how to flip all the jugs and the the. I knew how to do that with the match. Remember, he threw the match and it went down the thing and lit right in front of him. I learned how to do that. That's cool. Yeah, I couldn't flip the bottles though. But I've never, I I've never uh, partaken in any of that kind of shenanigans before, so you'll I'll be all new to me. Yeah. I think the market's getting weirder and weirder, don't you? Yeah, I mean it's just like it's it's still something I don't think we've quite figured out yet. I don't think we're going to for a little while. Yeah. Uh, there's some people that are that are getting scared and dumping, and then there's other people that aren't. There's some people that are getting multiple offers and. There's still price points that are really hot. There's some others that are not. Um, interest rates are all over the board. Uh, news up and down. We don't know what which way it's going. So it's just. Well, kind you of, want uh, me to give you some positive news that's been documented? Yes. Just hearsay. Oh. The the average the average Minnesota household from January first through the first of this month has appreciated twenty eight thousand dollars. Doesn't sound like a negative place to be to me. You're always so positive, Andrew. Well, but I know, but I mean, obviously, I would my newspaper would not be very popular because it'd be full of the real news. And uh, hey, there's a lot of great volunteering going on in our community. Blah blah, put me to sleep. You know, oh look, oh, look at this. This this guy helped pay somebody's mortgage payment because they're in trouble. I, yeah, I get it. Nobody'd care. So they want drama. They want fire. They want murder. They want crashing housing they want all these crazy things and it comes down to where i, I tell you what um it, it is definitely changed it's not that crazy you know but but here's what i'd say and if you watch any of these mortgage guys I, by the way um kudos to all the mortgage professionals that are out there that now have enough time to actually do marketing um because before they were so busy printing their money off the refis that they were getting called into their office and now oh my god I've never been invited to so many luncheons, coffee meetings in my life. They're all out there again. Oh, hey, you got any purchase business you want to sell me? I mean, come on. Um, but anyway, put all, all that aside. Love, love all of them. They're wonderful people. Um, the, the, the reality of the market, guys, is that right now listings, which were the historical lowest we've seen, are up 29%. Oh, my God. So are they even? No, they're still historically low. They're still not, we're still not anywhere near where we need to be. We also have showings. Oh my God, showings are down 18%, right? These are the numbers we just saw nationally. That just means that there's people that just got priced out of the market and they can't get what they want. 
So now the market even got tighter, right? So think about this for a second. You have less houses for sale. You have buyers that are still there and simple economics. We have not enough supply to provide for all the people that want to buy. So you're still going to, even though it feels really weird and all the stories you hear on the news, you're still seeing pressure on pricing and you're still seeing the hot property selling. I, I had one this week, went up and went down and, and multiple offers. And, you know, people are like, oh, that's not happening anymore. It's happening. But you have to be the prettiest house at the best, you know, possible pricing point, And then you sell multiple offers. So if you're thinking that, hey, you know, all those offers that were 600, but they got offered 625 and, and then they got offered 650, we're kind of back down to that 610. I mean, we're not going backwards as much as we're just taking the legs off those offers that were, were basically artificial offers anyway, right? I mean, they were real, but you know what I'm saying. It, was, it, was it wasn't paying, true appreciation. It was paying a premium to get one, you know? Right. But. Take the premiums off the sale prices. And that's where, that's actually, thank you for saying that. I've been looking for a phrase. That That's a great phrase, taking the premium off of, of the prices. Yeah. I think the other thing um, I was looking at the other day and people are saying, oh my gosh, you know, my, my payment's going up $500. And I'm like, well, look, well, let's look at it this way. I mean, you know, this is a the next step up house. So you're probably going to be there, what, five years. Your payment's going up $500 a month. You know, <clears throat> that's great. So that's $6,000 a year times five years. That's $30,000. There's some values out there that you're getting 40, 50,000 less. I mean, you're ahead of the game, <laughs> you know? And so people have to stop looking at it like they're going to pay this payment for 30 some years because you're just not, it's not going to happen. I'm, I'm laughing because I just realized we're wearing the same exact shirt. We're both wearing a polo gray. <laughs> Mine's black. Mine's black. Oh <laughs> Look at us. I better match my. You wear today. Ooh, head up with too. Gray and sassy. Mine's a little more sexy. I'm showing a little more. Something yeah. wrong with this thing. So you like that? You like to sell the skin for sure. I'm I a, do. a little, little more conservative over here with my values. I yeah. Uh, <laughs> that one is loose as Rooney. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, true. he's like old spice guy here. He's he's kind of set. Is it cold? Oh, I'm, back, you I'm, are? Back in, I'm back in Poland. Yeah, it's cold. So I'm dressed up a little bit. Back in Poland. Back, back in Andy's homeland ancestry. Yep. Mushka. Still waiting for my jersey, my friend. I try. I'd be wearing that every day. You know that. I do have a hat though. I'll get you for sure a hat or something. I do have some extra stuff, but uh, seven and seven eighths, man. This melon's huge. My poor mother. <laughs> I was Thanks. actually born with this exact skull. Damn. I know. To, to go to go off uh, Andy's point, we're gonna get to it. The eight reasons why the the housing Armageddon 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 isn't Armageddon. gonna happen. Uh, isn't gonna happen. But uh, first, I want to play. Some funny, uh, some funny memes here with Halloween, nice. and uh, get you guys to react quick. So hold on. Thanks so for coming. Like such short notice to price out the house. No problem. Let me know when you guys are ready to list. Then they ghost them. <laughs> they ghost them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Boy, isn't that funny? Sometimes that just happens. I'll tell you what I've found is to. Uh, you know, you think, oh, my gosh, you're not going to talk to me. And you just try them once. Just try them again. And it's usually yeah. just they missed it or, you know, hey, I got busy and life gets busy. And boom, boom. I just had I just had a situation like that. And then all of a sudden they called me back and said, let's let's buy it. You know, oh, OK. Yeah. You know, they were just got busy. 
<coughs> I, and I used to have a lot of my past clients too. Like they would do a refire, cash out refire, something like that. And they just needed a value. And that's where you would feel like you got used. And, you know, we here, we'd spend two, three hours putting a value together when they have no intention of selling. And that, that is a little miss. So here's what I would all jokes set aside. If you have a real estate agent and the real estate agent's helping you establish a value for other reasons other than selling, no problem. Just tell them that up front and say, hey, listen, I have no intention of selling right now, but when I do, you're also going to be my call. But right now I need a little help with establishing a value. Can you help me out? And here's who I'm, who, here's who I'm establishing the value for. Can you send it to me in this kind of a format or whatever, you know? Yeah. What? I've been doing, um, with the market changing, you start doing a little more open houses, trying to mm -hmm. generate some traffic and some different people and getting comments and kind of getting the beat of, or, or the pulse of the market. And yeah. uh, that's, it's funny because I, I just go to people and just say, hey, you, are you ready to buy this? Are you ready to buy today? You know, uh, or are you, are you just looking or what is it? And just get to the point. And people kind of really appreciate it. And it's kind yeah. of, like it's, it's funny, like, oh, wow. And, uh, but it's like, I don't want to pester you and bug you. And, uh, you know, let's just kind of guess where we're at. But if you want information, I'll give it to you. If you're interested in this place, it's fantastic. It's too much. You know, and there's something else that you want. Let's just talk, you know, and just get past kind of all the, the little showmanship. And so, yeah. Sounds sounds like dating. Yeah, exactly. You want to get married or not? I'm the Tinder of real estate now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't gonna say it, but I'll, I'll go with it. That's yeah, awesome. They just skip hey. all the other stuff. What Nick should maybe talk about that a little. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I guess we're gonna get another meme. All right, what is this? Uh, better cash in while I can I can and sell my house. Uh, it's starting to be a clown here, it looks like. Uh, I put over $250 and three weekends into renovation. It's at least $900,000. Well, let's just drop the price by a dollar to get it on everybody's radar. It's been sitting for a few months. And then lowest and best do by 5 p.m. Sunday. Uh, lowest and best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a new one. I don't know. Nick will have to explain that one to me again. I have I have problems sometimes with these things. It's just kind of they become more of a clown as as it goes. It looks like, but yeah, I, I think there are a lot of people though that have that kind of fear that they're, you know, like oh we're gonna miss that market. And you know, for those of us who went through the housing crisis in the two thousands, you know, two thousand what eight to twelve or whatever it was, um, and they felt trapped. And I think there was a lot of people that felt that way. And so um, those that lived through that before don't want to feel trapped. So they're like. I'd rather take a $20,000 hit now and get my house sold quick and give myself liquidity so I can go do whatever I want, right? Because right. one thing that is still clicking no matter what happens in the markets is your age. So, you know, no matter what phase of life that you're in, um, that doesn't stop. So if, if you need one level living or you want to be on the lake, that's your dream. I suggest you do it while you're healthy. I don't think, you know, you're ever going to be that 90-year-old that says, I finally have enough money and I'm going to the lake for the first time ever and unless you're on a condo or something that looks at the lake, which would be wonderful. And then you have to do anything except enjoy it. But I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? I or really, don't, I, don't I know. really, I really do actually. And it is so true. And I don't think people think like that. They're like, I mean, that last $5,000 is like the biggest thing ever. And it's like in the whole scheme of things, you know, by having the ability maybe to, to move out easier or cut a couple months off your, your payments later on, 
to have right. the stress off of you to not be making beds and doing that kind of stuff is, yeah. you know, sometimes it's, it's not a bad thing. And I, and I don't, I was one of those, uh, Mr. Prasky that mm -hmm. you're talking about. And I, that's just, the things don't matter. Like I said, it took me 20 houses to get a three season porch and I love three season porches. I love them, you know, and I won't not have one again. And so, um, and did I make money off it? Who knows? It doesn't, it doesn't really matter, but yeah, you got to 100%. Kind of does. <laughs> What's that? I said, it eh, kind of does. All right. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you walked away and you don't have to pay attention, you made money. Yeah. All right, what are we and, doing? Um, oh. No, but, you know, I kind of an interesting example of that is I had somebody that was building their new house, and we were kind of stuck on a price um, where they had to get a certain amount out of that house. And one thing that I can tell anybody that's in that position where they're like, they're still trying to make that move to the upgrade or whatever. Things are moving all over the place right now. There's new rules. There's new exemptions being made by the banks where all of a sudden they have, you know, upfront premiums being paid and it can lower your payment, which means you can put more money down, which, you know, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of cool tools that are out there. So if you still, if there's a will um, that you want to, you want to buy something or do something right now, you still can do it. There's still wonderful equity out there. There's still lots of great choices. I, I would say this, the other thing that, you know, again, I pick on my mortgage buddies, they're all putting out videos talking about what a great time it is to be a buyer. And they're all saying how, you know, hey, now you can actually look at the house and bring your family back two days later and still look at the house. So in some situations, um, you know, and you can ask for a home inspection. You can, you know, usually ask for some, in some cases, closing costs. So there's a little bit more um, give, which makes the buyer feel better. And then even at the current rates, which historically are not crazy, but we're just not used to them quite yet. But even at seven, seven and a quarter, whatever it is, they're, they're like, buy the house, rent the rate. And then, you know, a lot of these lenders now are even doing really cool programs where they're refinancing up to two years later at no cost. So, you know what I mean? So it's kind of neat. So then let's say rates do go down after the first year, the recession starts hitting us a little harder. And, and then that drives the, the mortgage rates down. Most of these lenders are saying, hey, let's, let's, let's refinance you guys, get that payment down another 700 bucks a month or whatever it is and, and lock it in. Then, then, then you won the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it. I mean, these these types of markets also encourage um, creativity and, and figuring out different ways in which to um, market and and sell loans because they got to sell, and so they yep. come up with different things and they adjust. And that's a good thing about these types of markets is that all of a sudden things that weren't really out there are like, hey, you can we can do this for you, just like Andy's saying. You know, there's a way in which to be able to, I mean, one big thing that's happened is uh, the ability to qualify because you qualify mm -hmm. on a payment. And obviously, if the rates are high and in some cases, five hundred to fifteen hundred dollars a month high, it just takes you totally out of the ballgame. So how are they going to be able to flip that around? You know, some people do longer amortization loans. Those were a big thing that were uh, for a little while where they're going to 40 years, 40? Yeah. Come to 50 years, you know, just to get that payment down. And again, I think most people, Andy, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think most people think just about the payment versus what they're actually paying for something. People live in the payment, not the price. We, I had this huge, we had a meeting yesterday talking about this with new construction and all these companies are starting to advertise, hey, we've got 5.8%. Most consumers cannot equate that to what that means to them. It's just a number, right? It, it, and it's like, it's like saying something's half off. Well, Rolls Royces are 13% off. What does that mean? 
if you tell somebody, hey, a Rolls Royce right now, you can drive it off the lot for $2,000 a month on a payment, they understand that, right? So it's like when you tell somebody, hey, um, here's the payments that we can offer on this value of house, makes it very tangible, I think. So when you push payments on things, that's where people live, unfortunately, um, you know, or they, they, that's how they budget, right? So they say, hey, we make $10,000, $20,000 a month, whatever they make. And, and then they say, we want to give $2,000 a month towards our payment. There you go. And then you can kind of equate that against the rates. Because I always say that too. It, th there's always, you know, ways to get that payment adjusted. And that's when I shop lenders, you know, or suggest that when people shop lenders, look at the actual payment. Don't always get hung up on the interest rate because some of these lenders have um, mortgage insurance premiums for the insurance that are smaller. Or they can avoid mortgage insurance by having the seller pay it, a one upfront premium whatever. And all of a sudden you're $200 a month cheaper with a higher rate. And you're like, wait, how did that happen? So check into that. You're muted, buddy. I said, that's where we're kind of like how we're putting deals together now is like when you're stuck, you got to figure it out. And so mm -hmm. people working through the buyer seller, through the lender and um, creating different ways in which to be able to make it. I mean, I wrote uh, two offers and they were both contract for deeds. We ended up um, showing the difference to a seller. They agreed. We ended up financing the property, but they really reduced their price to get us to be able to finance it versus they didn't want to do the contract for deed. But it was a, as a, as a way in which to be able to kind of get, get people past the thinking of, oh, your house sucks. I'm not going to pay for it because it's not the case. That's what people want to do. I mean, I think most people would want to give people a fair price and do that, but they just aren't able to, and they're not able to get it. And so um, coming at a, a different direction, it just helps to be able to get what you're trying to do in the end. And that's both really kind of create a win-win scenario because that's always the best thing. It always is. Well, you you got to look at the big picture, right? I mean, yeah. is that, sale or is that you know whatever you're giving is it is it a you know piece of patio furniture is it a, a grill is it a you know something that they ask for right um is it that theater screen in the theater that you wanted to take with you and you know sometimes it's you leave that behind it was used anyway even though you paid full retail for it i get it this is where i struggle like you paid 10 grand for that screen because it's the best screen and around it's highest definition but now you can go to best buy and buy that same thing for 1500 bucks that you paid 10 grand for so it's like let them think it's worth 10 grand, get the house sold, move on with life, get into where you want to live and enjoy life because you'll be much happier, right? So let's say, you, you know, you argue over $500, thousand, whatever, $5,000, and then you're stuck in that big house with those huge heating bills and those huge tax liability bills, and you wanted to downsize. And now you're literally living on a fixed income and you're stuck in a big old house. Come on. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But thinking about that, Andy, and taking it a little further, if you think about... If I'm going to move into that house, I want this theater room. It's going to be able to have to work. That's one of the excitements about it. But they're taking it with them. It's going to cost me ten thousand to do it. By you giving it to them, I mean you might be able to. That ten thousand might have just paid for their closing costs and/or mm -hmm. got their payment down enough to be able to afford the house. And so you're going to realize maybe that ten thousand, you'll get the ten thousand that you wanted, but you got to give up the TV. That would have cost a buyer ten thousand to go buy it. So they're willing right. to have, give you the ten thousand to be able to have that TV. Everyone wins. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Whoa, whoa! Any history of depression? I have my real estate license. 
Do you want Zola for Xanax? <laughs> nice. God. Uh, uh, do we have any kind of a filter on this show? That seemed a little risque. That was a little... Not even risque, but I think they're saying it's we have uh, issues in our industry. It's oh, yeah. There's a lot of people that are facing finding new jobs. I think that when it slows down, um, and as it is slowing down, it's showing us it's slowing down, and people don't have anything on their plate. Yeah. Uh, this is what I'm going to say this, and this is going to come across rude. If you're sitting there right now and you don't have any active clients as a real estate agent right now today, uh, it, it, it actually is a wonderful time to try something new. And, and I mean that positively, right? So if you can't get yourself together, you're not feeling that groove, you're not you know, really jiving with what's happening in the marketplace today, right now our marketplace needs to thin out. Um, we, we could use less agents. We could use less loan officers. We could use a lot of you know, different things. And that happens. We go through these cycles, right? And, and they always say, oh, the good ones prevail. Well, I think it's the, the stubborn ones that prevail because they won't quit and they stay at it and they stay at it. And now, instead of having, you know, uh, you know, uh, 20,000 agents in the Twin Cities fighting over the same, you know, 50,000 sales, we, we swing that down to 15,000. And what's funny is that now the, the business becomes lucrative or profitable for those that stay in it. And then you can provide better service. So what's interesting is the consumer actually wins when things slow down. They'll get better service for the, for the same situation they're in. Okay. Personal opinion. So you're, you're encouraging people to get the hell out of the real estate industry, right? Did I say that? Kind of. That's all right. Get out. There's the fire. Get out. It's a natural thing, and it will happen. It's happening. It's happening in the title. It's happening in the lender. It's going to happen in the real estate, too. So, Sure. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, let's go into to the main segment about why this whole housing inventory isn't going to go crazy. It's going to be brought to you by Chris Rooney, Home Experts. I was just one years old when my family started in real estate, where both my parents were agents. They also dabbled in investing in real estate, rentals, flips, and construction. After college, I went right into getting my license in July of 1990. As a 23-year-old agent in an industry that looks nothing like today, I had to know more for my clients to choose me. There wasn't Zillow or social media to tell them how good I was. I had to win them over with knowledge. With knowledge comes confidence, and with confidence comes results. Whoa. Andy, that's kind of cryptic. You could figure out how old I am. Yeah, I know it. By that article. No. All right. So here, there's eight reasons we're not going to have a inventory Armageddon anytime soon. Builders have slowed their production. That is true. Andy knows everything about uh, construction and studies that thing. So go for it. Well, right now, I mean, we, we were still building under projection by almost a half a million homes for what was needed to what we were producing. So even though everybody's like, oh, my gosh, new construction's going crazy. Well, that's because it went from nothing to something. And even at something, we're still not there. And, and now things are slowing down again. And this is why you hear guys like Chris and I saying, hey, there's going to be an inventory issue for a while. Unless those builders start building affordable housing, which they cannot currently do, it's a struggle. They have apartments and they have luxury homes. There's really not a – I mean, for Craig, I was looking at townhouses, uh, Chris, in Maple Grove with a, a client of mine. They were half a million dollars plus for townhouses. And it's like – and the single-family homes in that area start at 700 and go up. So you look at that and you go, okay, so how is that affordable for anybody other than – 
okay, I'll just rent the apartment down the street for two grand a month, right? So you, you do have a little bit of that going on, but new construction, for sure, labor shortages, we had a lot to do with inflation hit that market really fast too, because they had no supply. And then also there was a lot of demand, which jammed the prices way up really fast. So inflation hit that, that um, new construction market probably harder than any other sector, and which continued to amplify the problem in the existing home market. Because all of a sudden you see a home for, you know, that used to be 500, now it's 700. And the existing house market goes, well, we can get away with 600 then, right? And that's what was happening. So it's kind of a, a big brush fire. But I think you're going to see a slowing down. And they are. They, they have slowed down. Um, all right. So what's the next one, Nick? Inventory? In, the reason um, inventory increased the last time, it was 100% because of the mortgages. And um, they were bad mortgages, meaning that they were um, interest only. Um, you could pay uh, less amount and you could yep. negative amortization. I mean, there's so many different things that were out there. A lot of people were able to put almost zero down. Um, they could qualify if they had a heartbeat. You could you could state your income. Um, I'm a, I work at High V in the the fruit department and I make three hundred thousand a year. You know, and maybe you become a you know a grocery marketing person is what you'd state. I was gonna so say you're a grocery executive uh, engineer or yeah. something like that, and all of a sudden okay. they can state their income. Yep. So you just you just had to kind of just get in, but because the thought was is it didn't matter. You're gonna get in. You'll turn around and sell it in a year anyways, and you'll make twenty eight, thirty, forty, fifty thousand, um, and maybe even in a couple months that you would have. So. That's not the case now. I mean, everyone that won these multiple offers was paying for it, and it was paid for it in cash. So unless these people have all gone out and taken home equity loans since then uh, and got their equity all out of these properties, which I don't think they have, uh, we're not going to have that problem again. It's just it's totally different. I, I think this time around, no, no, uh, no wishful thinking here by any means. Um, I, I, where I'm more concerned is with consumer credit. And the housing, if anybody that bought a house is low interest rate, very secure to have nice equity, they have lots of money. People that are in that position just don't move. They, they just sit tight, right? They hang tight. Um, if they're struggling with their job, they'll get a roommate, whatever, right? They, they will stay put. What, where I worry about is I worry about all these like toys, you know, the, the expensive side-by-sides that are $40,000 and they've got them on payments or the ice castles that are $80,000 ice houses that they're pulling around. They only get to use four times a year. Those are the first kind of things that, again, not saying, just guessing that those people that have those items on payments, which I'm guessing they did because, you know, um, a lot of people don't have the extra 80000 for an ice castle. Um, those are the first things that come back in a consumer crunch. And the rates were low. So why not take financing on them? Right. Right. Exactly. So you'll see some of those things happening. I think there'll be more consumer goods that will become available at a very fair price. So the bargain shoppers that are out there. I don't think the bargains are going to be in real estate right now. I think the bargains are going to be in everything else, um, cars, houses, whatever, you know, again, supply and demand game on top of that. But um, kind of like Mercedes Sprinters with gas at 539 a gallon for diesel, yeah. those kind of things. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you've you got yourself a, a, a permanent uh, a permanent driveway uh, ornament. It's nice to sit outside your house with. It is. You just don't drive it around. I was just bragging about you the other day with that, saying that you can pull up and do a whole deal right in his van. And, and they go, in a van? <laughs> it is awesome. I'm telling you. I it pull is. over. It's, it's, it is really nice. But We still haven't done the show from your van yet. 
I know. I'm gonna, I will do that. Once I figure out how to use that stupid, uh, oh, God, what is it, uh, SIM card that's supposed to give me internet. And, of course, I can't figure this stupid thing out, so I have to use my phone and stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Unemployment peaked in October of 2009 at 10%. So if you didn't wow. have a job, you weren't going to make your payments. And the current unemployment rate in the U.S. now is 3.5%. Is that true? No, it's lower than that. Uh, you think so? I, I think it, it is, is actually. It was a little higher last time I heard. But it was, well, who, who knows? You can't believe it. It, it is. But they're, the people, the counter people are saying that uh, a lot of the gig jobs are counting as employed. So the Ubers, and they're counting those numbers. Oh, okay. Well, so. I mean, if you're producing, why would you track employment numbers if you weren't trying to track people making income? Yeah. That's all you're trying to say. But yeah, no, true. I mean, obviously you got to be able to make your payments. That's how people stay in the houses. But that's the other thing is that they're so affordable now. And I mean, and I, I really believe that a contract for deed market is going to happen. I really do. I, I mean, why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't someone who can get most of the money probably out of their house, people have money to be able to put down, whether that they can go borrow the, the whole down payment. So let's just say you owe 500000 and your house is worth eight fifty, and those people come in, and you want them to do a contract for deed on your mortgage, so what you have, and so you need three hundred fifty thousand down to be able to cover that gap, and then they could um, go to you and say, "Hey, I'm going to borrow the five hundred thousand from you because you have it at two and three quarter percent." And let's just say I agree that you know what, I'll give it to you at five percent. You go get that three hundred fifty. And you go anywhere. Who cares? Because it doesn't matter. You not don't have to qualify. You can go wherever you want, get that 350, add it on, and we got a done deal. And your payments are going to be a lot better. And the seller is going to make money even after they've sold their house and made their full value for it. And now there's a thing called a due on sale clause. But I just think that's going to, uh, there's always been that and people have always done it. So. I got a, I've got an investor right now that'll do contract for deeds that don't have anything to do with the sellers. They'll do the contract for deed for you. Act like a bank. What rate? About seven, seven and a quarter. See, that's the thing where where a seller could actually do it for way cheaper, and it would be a huge impact for people, and they'd still make money. You know, as an investor, I'm, like, I'm looking for the kind of money. person that has a ton of cash, and let's say they're an Uber driver, right? And they they want to buy a four hundred thousand dollar house. And they have a hundred grand to put down. This would be a perfect setup where, because they can't verify their income or their taxes aren't done quite right, this gives them up to three years to figure that out. They can still get a house, lock it in. You know. Well, you're talking about your contract for deed guy, which is a great thing to have. Yep. And so, investor money. All right. In the Great Recession, homeowners owed more than their homes were worth, with no equity, and more likely negative equity. One hundred percent. We kind of went over that. Um, is exactly what happened because, again, there, there was mortgages where you had the choice. You could pay one of three payments. You could pay 1500 which was way low. They'd add the extra to your balance. So if you owed 300000 at the end of that month, you'd owe 303000 then 306000 then 309000 but your payment was low. Or you could pay like a little more, or you could actually pay the real payment. And so people were totally upside down. And oh, then yeah. when that started to happen, then they started dropping, and then short sales happened, then foreclosures happened, and everything went to hell. 
I just don't think we're going to have that. I just don't. I, 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 and I've said this a million times before, but I mean, I remember I'd have normal mom and pop American people with normal jobs coming in and wanting to build an $800,000 house with stated income. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, we want to build our dream house. We're going to live there for two years. We're going to flip it. And then we're going to make all this because houses are appreciating at 12% or more a year. So we'd rather make 12% on 800,000 than we would on 400,000, even though they really could only afford a $400,000 house, but with stated income, they could do whatever they wanted. So they made the decision to go higher because they wanted to make the money that wasn't really theirs. And so, and, and hence the problem with a lot of people all of a sudden when, you know, times got challenging and, and payments kicked into full speed or they were adjustable rates or whatever, and they adjusted and all of a sudden they, they couldn't stay. And then they went to go sell their houses and they were worth less than what they paid for them. And then they couldn't write out the checks. And so there was so many catastrophic things that went into, um, I mean, just, and, you know, Chris, you and I were sitting there watching this happen going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then all of a sudden it's like, all of a sudden it started imploding, imploding on itself. And you're like, uh, yeah, we saw it coming. This time I don't see anything like that at all. Okay, you could rent your home in the same neighborhood for a smaller monthly payment than you were paying on your mortgage, uh, 100%. I mean, that's that's the thing. If people want to lose their homes, or if they're going to go bad and they lose their job, they could easily rent it out and make a bunch of money on it. I mean, their their payments are so low, and I think the next one was that basically everyone refinanced at 3% or lower. Okay, well, if that's the case, I mean, everyone is for super cheap. And that's why I think... There's going to be some transfers with contract for deeds, not just holding it as a rental. So Well, and I, I think there's some misled people out there in the world, too, that will have that equity, not realize that there's equity there. And, and then they'll be like, I just got to get out of this payment. I lost my job. And they panic and they want to sell. And there may be opportunities for assumable mortgages. There may be opportunities for people to come in and pay cash and buy them out at what they owe. And all of a sudden there's an upside to that. There, you know, granted, now it's, there's a fine line there for real estate agents. That's equity stripping, but we can't do it. But other investors do it all the time. You know, the flippers or the whatevers you want to call them. All right. Thanks largely to COVID-19. We're thanking them. Wow. Many would-be sellers turn their homes into vacation rentals. Others may oh. keep their homes and turn them into traditional rentals. I think we just talked about that. Actually, I kind of we kind of threw three of these together. They had to get eight, so we had to throw this in. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of people kept their houses. I, I know on the lake, that was a big one, COVID. No one was selling their house on the lake. And that's how the right. lake just went boom, 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 because there was no houses available because everyone said, well, geez, if I'm stuck Supply here, in this, demand. Is where, yeah, this is where I'm going to be stuck. Yeah. Speaking of stuck, how is your little uh, piece of land up in uh, Alec? Stuck? What are you talking about? Stuck? Well, because you had to. Did you get a piece of big piece of machinery stuck up there while you were trying to reform the whole lake lot illegally? There may or may not be a new nesting bed for walleyes that's shaped like a bobcat. Um, I may or may not have driven out in the lake and sunk it. Um, we we're, we're we have not we don't have the photos back yet or the satellite no. images yet to really decipher who did it. <laughs> who that? Who that? I, I, it wasn't me. Do we cover all eight reasons, Nick? It was the guy that it was a local guy that I hired that looks just like me. Yeah, we did, and that last one really goes with um, 
the next segment about Airbnb prices in Minnesota. I'm curious to what you guys think about it and uh, the prices, and I'll tell you how I feel. But uh, it's going to be brought to you by Andy Prasky, preferred home team. Andy, do you want to take it away? Your voice is good again. Yeah, I'm back. Hey, um, no, this market right now can be scary, you know, when you really think about it. But there's, you, you take your time, make a plan, sit down and put all the facts in front of you. Look at what your house is worth. Look at what the new purchase is going to cost you. Look, if you have to borrow money, we look at what the cost of money is. And then we make a plan that works for you. Um, we are still successfully moving families, tapping into the, some of that great appreciation that they've had over the last couple of years in the houses. And we are getting people into their dream home still in today's market. And uh, things are going great. I, 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 like I said, even new construction right now, some of the incentives on new construction are pretty exciting. And people don't understand that a free basement is worth $45,000. Or, you know, we have somebody buying down, you have to borrow money, they're buying down your interest rate for you. So you get the efficiencies of new, you get the low uh, lot taxes for the first year. Great way to introduce yourself to a new energy efficient house that's not going to have any wear uh, or tear on it for, you know, 10, 15 years. So there's no big expensive items as well. So new construction still exciting for us. So anyway, need any of that, you want any of that, you're interested in talking, uh, let's set up a time to talk. Hey, Dick, I appreciate you doing that. I got all my emails done during that time. That was really good. <laughs> I, took, I took seven minutes of the show to do my commercial. You're welcome. It was beautiful. It was good though. It was. Okay. Uh, what, are we, what are we doing here? We're... So, so I think yeah, Airbnb, over, overall, Nick, what are they doing? Are they they're going skyrocketing? Up? Yeah, skyrocketing because people have it's turned into a total industry, and people decided they can make a ton of money. And you know, before it was, hey, I'm going to rent out my extra room and for very cheap. But now people are paying off their their rent, you know, in three days of of Airbnb and basically. So it's it's turned into a massive business. And uh, I'm curious what you guys think of these prices here. Do you think it's a, a smart little business plan or? where you see Airbnb going in Minnesota? Well, a lot of cities are fighting it. Um, yeah. With uh, Neighborhoods are fighting it. Uh, associations are fighting it. Um, lakes are fighting it. You know, that they don't want Airbnbs on the lake. I know Prior Lake's got a, a moratorium on them, and it's only the people that had them before. Um, it's crazy. They get a ton of money. I know some people that own them uh, are good. But, yeah, it's... Um, I don't know. It, it is interesting. I think it was one of those ways for people to just get a little extra money if they weren't home or they were traveling or they had an extra room. And now it's turned into big companies buying them and yeah. uh, making like little hotels out of it. So um, I well, and think about think about liability. Think about insurance. Think about all the factors that go into it. Think about if you have somebody renting a house for one day who's going to clean it for you. So also, I think a lot of these people that romanticize the idea of saying, hey, I'm going to make 10 grand a month extra on my house. Well, that turns into a full time job. You just cleaning toilets and changing sheets. And also you realize, wow, that is a, a full time job. So I think what happened with pricing was pricing is just reflective of the I don't want to deal with it factor unless I can make this much. And and it, honestly, and so it went from being, you know, something that used to be reasonable and cheap and reliable to unpredictable and expensive. I the thing I don't like about them is all the tricks. I mean, where where you had that little pull that up again, Nick, that map. You know where it says it's uh, three hundred and twenty dollars. That's really about six hundred. <laughs> After they figure all the fees in and cleaning and everything else that's added to it, 
which is a little frustrating, but I thought what was really interesting about this and how popular it's become is that there was that dome home in Wisconsin that ended up, which would have been worthless. Nobody would have ever bought that thing, but it's kind of a cool thing to, to be able to have and to be able to go stay in. And people think that's kind of neat. And so they were able to get it for not that expensive and be able to rent that thing out probably for four or $500 a night, just because yeah. of kind of it's, it's unique. And why don't you <coughs> that right there? Earth at home in Minneapolis. Yeah. It's just like, it's just something that, Oh, that's so cool. It's so different where that would never ever sell, but yet they're making what two thirty-five a night times 30 days. I mean, they're making $7,000 a month on that thing. And it's got a lot of reviews. So it's been booked out. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think yeah, in our lake place, we've got one that's um, rented. I mean, all the time. I mean, even during the week, they'll have like a, a reunion or a business trip. I mean, and they, they've got this little A-frame and they literally jokingly call it like the little dipper. And they, um, and it, it's a cute little place. And every that rents there is very nice. I mean, we've never had an issue with anybody um, other than they don't understand how to drive. They have a golf cart that comes with the place and they drive over everybody else's yard and they don't, under, you know, but who cares? You know what I mean? I got bigger fish to fry, but um, the um, the idea there though, is that they're making a, a very lucrative situation. But I mean, I'll tell you what, Chris, I've seen that owner, the guy that owns the place, all of a sudden he's over going, I don't know what they flushed, but the whole main floor flooded from the toilet yeah. or I'm over there tonight. I had to put a, they brought out literally a temporary toilet outside just because they keep having issues with people flushing stuff. And I'm like, put up a sign. I mean, you think, right. But I mean, Hey, that that's being a landlord, brother. I mean, that is that is, and it's and it's mega amplified. It's not like you're visiting once every six months. You're visiting like every other day. So it is a very hands-on business. One hundred percent. What do you guys think of these prices, though? They don't seem seem too bad for uh, Lake Minnetonka. I mean, there's a decent home here for a hundred and seventy some dollars in Excelsior. Right. It depends where it is. That's I think we did. <laughs> Oops, I just lost it. Right here, this one. This one. I think we did a. a hey, you know who this is, Andy, on the far left? You know who's part of that one? Right no. there? Jennifer Durkheising. Oh, is she? Yep, they're part of that. They bought that. Uh, oh, the guest house. That's right. Yep. Bed, bed and breakfast in Excelsior. Did a really good job. Boy, they do marketing too. Do you oh, know yeah. she also has a crisp and green too? That girl just goes. Yeah. Jennifer was on our radio show many times. Um, yes. Really good lender too. So I still deal with her, uh, her uh, Nate that uh, is with their, with their company mm. quite a bit. He runs the refined. He's good guy. Yeah, Rish, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's go into the top rate high schools in Minnesota. So I got Ooh. 10 of them. I want you guys to guess five and whoever gets better be on that list or Nick or you're, we're all done. Whoever gets the most correct is going to win it. And then I want you guys to kind of discuss the importance of uh, uh, schooling and, and real estate. So well, wait, the, what context best sports? No, uh, academics, top ranked Minnesota schools for like oh. academic schooling, you know. Okay. Centerville, public, Mountain, public, or public or it looks like both. Yeah, it's both here, public and private schools. Okay. So what is it? St. Thomas Academy, Minnehaha, uh, Moundsview, Centerville, um, Wyzetta, uh Just five, Andy. 
Guess oh, five. that's all you wanted was five? Yeah. Yeah, for okay. you. Does he do five? Yeah. I'm gonna go, Sorry. I'm gonna go Minnetonka, Breck, Wyzetta. Um boy. He, did I say Dinah? Edina. Nope. Nope, Edina. And I'll go with, I'll give Benilde. Ooh, okay. never thought about Benilde. Because then he can start throwing Tatino and all those other ones. Math and Science Academy in Woodbury Crossing. Oh, geez, we don't even know these. Oh, it's all these charters. We don't schools. have sports programs. We don't care. Nova oh, Classical Academy Upper School. In, they uh, rigged their scores. Wow, hey, here you go. Eagle Ridge oh, Academy oh, no. Charter. And then Orono. Minnetonka. Minnetonka. Why is that out? Oh, look at this. Oh, my God, Chris. Look at you. You're a rock star. Eastview and Egan. Wow. Yeah. Matamidi. Matamidi. I I was close. I meant to say that one. You have the top, like, 100. (laughs) We didn't say Prior Lake or Champlain. Why not? Well, as soon as he said, like, you know, like, I, I knew we were heading down a weird path when he's, like, academics and whatever, because some of these charter schools specialize in, like, mathematics. And, I mean, you know what I mean? Seven kids go to that first school that Nick was through yeah. out there. I the, the, own, the owner's kid. The, I, mean, I bet you the people that even bring their kids there don't even know the name of that school. What was it again? What was the name of that school? My God. Twigs and Berries University. Math and Science uh, Academy in Woodbury Crossing. In Woodbury. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's yeah, a, nobody knows that one. Congratulations. That, that doesn't fit on a jersey, boys. My goodness. Hey, the one thing is, though, they don't they have the right to be able to play sports with the, the local school that they're in, though? If they're in the district, they can still play there? Well, like, like Providence does. Like, you saw Providence in the boys' football Yeah, um, yeah why is Providence? I mean, Providence is a... That's a good school. Yeah. Uh, was That wasn't in there. Was yeah, yeah. They, they just try to get you into Ivy League colleges. Yeah. I mean, just Ivy. No big deal. Huh. Okay. So, so we did okay. I know, I know schooling is different now because a lot of people are remote working and remote school. So. What do you say? Well, do you have a question? I said the importance importance of this, like the value, because now with the remote schooling and so forth, isn't it kind of changing the school districts? Absolutely. I, I suppose if you you could do everything online, I suppose, sure. Yeah, you. Everyone has the ability to stay online if they want to. There's people that do flex learning, and um, it's it's really changed quite a bit. Um, but I also think education is kind of how you determine and how you take it. You know, because some people. It doesn't matter what you tell them or do. I mean, if you're not willing to do it or to listen or do homework, which I don't think a lot of people are, they're having a lot of problems in schools. Um, but I think that's that's one thing. With if we're talking purely the real estate market, I don't think so much um, it's killing people. I, I've got a great example. It's Shakopee, okay? Shakopee was never really an upper bracket type um, home, but... Southwest Christian is in there and Holy Family is out that way. So people that are maybe living in Lakeville are getting a little closer. Maybe they want to be closer to the freeway. Well, what is it? It's Shakopee. Now all of a sudden there's houses that are rising in there because of that. And maybe they're not, none of their kids are going to Shakopee, but they have options and they can put them somewhere else. So 
Yep. It's it's helped the real estate market and kind of opened it up a little more. I mean, I remember when we 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 left, we had to get into the school district to so Nick was eligible to be able to play sports. We had to move into that district in which to be able to uh, do it else you wouldn't be eligible. So it was um, right. Well, and then the rules are the rules. I mean, to be fair, yeah. that, that's where I think this open enrollment thing is kind of BS because you could have kids saying they're they're coming in from Michigan and I open enroll to Wyzetta. And do you, you just show up for the football season, then you go back to online schooling at home. Hey, we had to take pictures of our, our closets for gosh sakes. Oh. I was like, the kid's not even going to play. What the heck? What do we have to do all this stuff for? All that for debate team. That's a lot, Nick. I know. I know. Hey, it worked out. It worked out well. It did. Hey, I can't. This last thing, this is a viral photo from a Minnesota lady. And um, after you see this, I want you kind of just will appreciate the beauty of, of Minnesota. I hope I don't know her. Do you see it's like the ocean? Like it looks like the ocean, the clouds. That's like Very a cool. It's like a fake picture, but that's really cool. It does. It almost looks like that those white clouds underneath are like the after splashes and hit the the shoreline. Right. It's cool. Really cool. That was in Minnesota. I've got a super cool one I took the other day. Just saying. Did I send it to you, Nick? That's that sunset on Prior Lake. It was awesome. Well, I'm going to do what Andy does. I'm gonna, this is what Andy always puts his oh. right up to the camera. I'm doing the same thing here. Do it, man. I'm I want to see it. a shirtless in the sunset. We want now people focus on the sunset, not Chris's nudity in this photo. I'm telling you. Look at that. Wow. That's a, that is a right there's your listening photo. I know. It's not something. Jeez. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, that was that was just the other night. It was crazy. All of a sudden, it just started. I'm like, wow. So yeah, I snapped really it. Cool sunsets this fall, though, for sure. Yeah, I, I think it's the weather, the high pressure systems, or whatever it is. And then it, it's been man. There's been some really cool sunsets. We just need rain. Rain, rain, rain. Prior Lake, the lake is so far down, it's crazy. Hmm. So we need rain. We had that happen last year, and then in Alex, all of a sudden in the spring, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Then they got hammered with. Storm after storm after storm, and all of a sudden the, the lake went up like two feet, and it was like at the flood level almost, you know? It'll come back. Yeah. The beauty of Minnesota is almost going bye-bye, though. But now it's going to have to be the beauty of Arizona and Florida for some of us. Oh, yeah. All you see is taillights leaving the state heading south. Yeah. All our retirement, uh, what, do they, what do they call those? The Snowbirds? Um, what? Snowbirds. Snowbirds. Snowbird, yeah, snowbirds. Yeah, they're all flying south. I'm flying. I'm I'm driving to Nashville, two weekends. Gonna be fun. I've got my uh, my mother-in-law and uh, her friend Tom are down there in uh, Fort Myers right now, and they they had their RV uh, fifth wheel. They have a big expensive uh, yacht, land yacht, or I don't know, mobile suites. That's what it was. And because I, I always made fun of them, I says, "Well, geez, what do you have? Fifty grand invested." I had no idea that these things are 300 grand. Yeah. I mean, I had no idea. And so they actually were part of the storm surge and they had even their upper cabinets on their lot on, that they're on got flooded. And so they totaled this thing and they just got down there, I think Wednesday, yesterday, 
and they started going through this and it, it stinks so bad. Cause think about this gross salt water with crap in it, getting into your RV. And then all of a sudden the sun's 90 degrees the next day, baking it. And it's just, they go, you open up the door and you, you have to plug your nose. It's so gross. Yeah. And so then the, what happens though, is there's a lot of people, I, I know we've all overheard this, but you know, like with flood insurance, it's funny. Flood insurance down there is so expensive. Most people can't afford it. So there's a gigantic number of the people that got uh, the storm surge that will not be rebuilding their houses because they don't have the money and they, they lost everything they have. And so there's um, in this situation where it was still an RV, they had it under their homeowners. But if you don't have flood insurance at your home, you don't have flood insurance on your RV. So then it's like, then what do you do? Right. So anyway, they've been battling with that, just like a lot of us up here with hail damage. But man, I tell you, it uh, it's they said it's still clean up, clean up, clean up. They'll be doing it for a month down there. So, yuck, yuck, yuck. I wouldn't I don't know most snowbirds don't sign up to go south to work. They they go down south to enjoy cocktails, bike rides, and sunsets. You know what I mean? Or or Nick. Nick and all the snowbirds. <laughs> yeah. So anything big, anything big coming up for you guys? Yeah. Not really. I'm excited. I got I got a meeting with my our old buddy uh, Ryan Yardley. What was that, Andy? You, I you said I said I've got a meeting. I've got a meeting set up with our old buddy Ryan Yardley, who set up the truly oh. set up this whole thing back in the day. We're uh, he's he's still alive and well and kicking butt and taking names, and we're uh, gonna go have a little coffee. Oh boy, or margaritas or whatever he chooses. God, you two together. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I, I literally have told him. I said this will be my meeting or this will be your meeting. And then the, I've literally have to physically pinch my lips and be quiet. Otherwise, these meetings go on for three days. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You two guys. And then he gets excited, and then I get excited, and then we're we're and the people are like staring in the restaurant at us, and it's like we, we should have our meetings at our office. <laughs> set set a timer, and then okay, go. He's not kidding. So, no, we got some new listings coming on. Um, got some new stuff coming. So um, a lot of our stuff still. Um, my, my strategies with my clients is get the houses looking great, um, prettier than anything else on the market, price it fair, and they're selling right away. Um, I've actually got one that went on the market today in Maple Grove. Um, if you look it up at prasky.com, you can check that out. And um, uh, yeah, I think it went live today. Yeah, we got lots right of fun stuff. Lots of fun stuff on as well. A lot of lifestyle things. I, I really love that seg market segment, um, lake acreage golf type stuff. Um, and uh, we got some really some neat stuff. Hopefully, a couple of them are going to get sold here real quick. So they will. Beautiful, awesome. We'll wrap this up. Uh, make sure to give us a little review on the iTunes or the Spotify. Also, posting three digestible clips on our Facebook and YouTube channel. Send in any questions you have, and uh, we'll see you next week. And everyone have a happy Halloween. Andy, get lots of photos so we can use it for the podcast. Uh, I can't hear you. I'm sorry. You're cutting out. <laughs> uh, see you guys. <laughs> All right. See ya. Thanks for joining us this week on the Real Estate Radio Hour. Don't forget to visit our website, realestateradiohour.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast listening app. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or sharing us with a friend. Until next time, stay awesome, Twin Cities.